Hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of The Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, but I'm also the executive director and founder of Self Love Beauty, a nonprofit that promotes confidence for all generations. And I'm the co-founder of Blue Wave Wellbeing, a company that integrates play into workplace DNA. My vision is to create a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. I truly want people to have confidence, feel supported, and to have a community that wraps their arms around them. And that is exactly why we are here and what we are for you. We are here to teach you tools and skills and to hear from other people's stories so that you gain confidence and have more of a self-loving journey. So this podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. So come along on this journey with me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of The Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, and I'm always honored to be here with you guys to talk about confidence and all of the the amazing things that confidence brings to our lives. So today, um, it's very probably clear that I have taken two weeks off from the podcast and don't worry, I was not leaving you guys. Um, I I had big plans coming into January of making sure that the podcast would always come out once a week, but sometimes life gets in the way, and I always want to make sure that I'm bringing the best content to you guys possible so that you can really grow in your own journey of confidence and also grow to help other individuals. And these last couple of weeks, I have been really busy in a great way, so I'll share a little bit about what's going on. So I spent some time in Arizona. I really enjoyed it. It was so warm. I live in Michigan, so it's a little chilly here. And so I just got back this past week, and so I've been diving into work and making sure that everything's in order. Um, Libby and I, my co-founder, my business wifey for Blue Wave, her and I were in a pitch competition where we won audience choice as well as second place and self-love beauty is continuing to do amazing things. And lastly, as I've shared before, I wrote a book. (laughs) I wrote a book called The Strong Woman of Haiti. And it has been so phenomenal to hear so many people share with me that it's been really life-changing for them and that they've learned a lot about um, women in Haiti that they didn't even know about. And they're really grateful for the lives that they have here. But so many of them want to come to Haiti with me now. So if you haven't checked that out yet, It is on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble, so check it out. I would love for you to let me know what you think of it. So today we're going to be diving into, obviously, my favorite topic of confidence. And in December, I shared a lot about my journey and about finding who I was. And it's been a a really good year so far. And I say that because I I finally have done a lot of reflection. I actually think I've just completely have added reflection into my life as much as I possibly can. But... I've really noticed that I had to start those reflections more and I had to be more intentional. And I've also realized that it's been so cool to watch so many of my friends want the exact same thing. And over the last couple of weeks or actually a couple of months, I've been doing a lot more workshops for self-love beauty than I ever have before. And I've been working with all demographics. So youth, teens and adults and really helping each person grow in their confidence in some way. And it's been pretty awesome for them to talk positively about themselves, to want to take that next step and to really just want that confidence. I had a, I had a teenage girl say to me, wow, I didn't realize that there are this many tools to help me with my confidence. And I was just so happy to hear that because the thing at the end of the day is there are so many tools we could be using 
But so many of us just don't know where to start and we get frozen. And I have been there. I have totally been there. And uh, I think to this day, when things get rough, I'm so grateful that I can take something out of my toolkit. And even this week, I, I wasn't feeling my best one day. And I was always a big person of like, nope, you work through how you're feeling. You make sure that you are always take like, you know, you have to show up for everything. And I was not feeling myself. So I actually took a half day this week and, um, (laughs) I laid, laid down for a little bit. Um, I got some work done, but I just wasn't feeling my best. And I reminded myself that if I really wanted to show up and be there for people, I had to take care of myself. And I share that because I think it's so important for people to understand that people, even in this aspect that teach these things have to take the tools out of their toolbox in order to make a change in their life. And so I spent a lot of time with my dog, Denver, who's actually sleeping on the floor right now in the podcast room. So he comes with me as much as I possibly can take him anywhere with me. And hopefully he'll be traveling more with me this year. I'm trying to get him on the the opportunity to take him to Denver, Colorado, because that's actually where his name's from, from the Denver Broncos. And I just would love to take him hiking. So Again, trying to figure out ways to incorporate self-care into my life. And so today's topic is really going to be about a few different things because Lord knows when I'm solo on these on these podcasts, I have so much to talk about, but I just want to talk about a little bit about what I hear from individuals and how people talk about themselves. And then I want to help us shift our mindset a little bit. And this is really important for me to understand. For me to talk about because I hear a lot of people asking questions. A lot of people ask me questions about um, blaming social media. So this is this is a very interesting, um, probably a controversial thing that I'm going to be talking about for a second. But I was on a podcast um, this past week, and then I've 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 had a lot of discussions with students and parents about social media about how that has had a bad effect on their children. Or on themselves, adults too. I mean, the comparison game is real, guys. It is there. It is so easy for you to pick up your phone right now and scroll through and see Tom Brady's life on a Wednesday riding a boat or seeing like how his kids get to live or the Kardashians get to live and being comparison. Or maybe you went to high school with someone who is posting their best selfie after 50 selfies. But we don't think about all of that stuff. What we do only see is for that five seconds, this perfect life image. And so I'm going to say this, and it's the harsh reality, but if you are continuously looking at someone's Facebook page or Instagram photos, and they are making you feel worse, I'm just going to be honest. You got to unfollow them. You got to just do it. And the reason why is, is because if you don't see it, it's not, it's, it's one less reminder that you are comparing yourself. And I personally have done this. I actually had a conversation with my best friend about this. So her and I both were struggling with a few people at the comparison game. And I just thought like, if, if I'm really going to practice what I preach, I have to unfollow them. And it has been so nice, honestly. And it's not their fault. It's nothing to do with them. It's a personal choice. So again, remind yourself, like it is about you. This is about, this wasn't about me thing. It had nothing to do with anybody else, but it had to do 
with me continuing to compare myself to this person when my life was completely different. And I knew that if I really wanted to make the change, I just can't sit here and complain that my life doesn't look like that. Um, but I have to make a change. So I had to. And that is the harsh reality. Like if you are going to complain, then you better be doing something about it. Because if you really, really are honest about yourself about what you want to grow in, you have to make the changes. I'm really sick and tired of people saying, but I don't know how. And it's like, I shouldn't say that. I'm really sick and tired of people complaining, but not doing anything about it. I guess that's a better way to put it is that so many times people complain, complain, complain. Now I get complaining once or twice or even three times, but if I'm hearing you the 20th time and you're still doing nothing about it, that's when I become a very honest human of, okay, well then you, it clearly doesn't bother you if you're doing nothing about it. And I think that that's a harsh reality for a lot of people to take in because you have to do something about it. You have to change your life and you have to be okay with, um, it sucking for a little bit. Nothing, nothing good comes super easy for people. You have to get uncomfortable before you can uncomfortable before you can get comfortable again. And I'm going to use, you know, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl. I know for sure if we talk, if we had him on the podcast, so Tom, if you're listening, come on the podcast, he would say that it's never been easy. I mean, he's had to work through adversity. He's, you know, probably got injured that we don't know about. You know, he had to change his lifestyle to be a specific way so that he can perform his best. Probably is that easy all the time? Absolutely not. I mean, I think about it sometimes for me. I did uh, this last 40 days starting in the beginning of January. I've done a 40-day sugar diet, which means, no, it's not a diet. It's basically just not adding sugar into your life. And it was very easy for a while, but I obviously had my moments where it wasn't easy. So but I knew that if I really wanted to make this change, I had to stick with it. So I use that as an example of saying, like, sometimes you have to look in the mirror and you have to, you know, have those conversations with yourselves. And today is, again, the topic really is, is all the questions that I get um, asked. I'm, I'm sharing with you guys my answers. So that's 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 another one. I, I think the comparison game is real. And the other one is, is this is a question that I feel like all of a sudden has come up way more than it ever has before, but what does success mean to you? What does success mean? Hmm. Well, for me personally, it means that I'm happy. So if you would have asked 16 year old Lisa what success meant, it would have been picking white fence, married, have kids and climbing the corporate ladder, ladder before I was 30 years old. Well, guys, guess what? I'm 30 years old and my life is completely different than what I expected. And what I realized during a lot of moments where I thought success was I wasn't happy. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe that is a goal and that is what success looks like for people. That's the point, though. It is different for everybody. Everybody's definition of success needs to fix and be for them. So if you don't want to become a doctor, don't become a doctor because that's what you think success looks like. If you don't want to become a broadcaster, don't become a broadcaster because you think that that's what success looks like. And I'm going to tell you right now, the amount of followers that you have, the amount of likes that you get, and the amount of comments that you get does should not at all define your success. Success is really about that internal piece of happiness and what makes you come alive. And I think that's really important for people to reflect on. Another question that I get asked a lot is, what do I do when I get into my head? You know, we've had a huge year of a pandemic where people have, um, you know, had a lot more time to think and they've been by themselves. And even I've been by myself a little bit more. And I tell people when they get in their head of the negative talk or I'm not good enough or the comparison game or, 
oh man, I can't do that. I'm not confident. The thing that I always tell people is you need to write it down. You need to write out your feelings. You need to talk about your feelings. And the reason why is because I was always known for the girl that held everything in. That was the strong one that nothing, nothing bothered me. And what I learned the hard way was, is that all of those things actually built up over time and I exploded and I just wasn't able to figure out my feelings or how I was doing. And so if you are stuck inside still a lot in your, in your, like in your head, I just want you to write it down. And then I want you to reflect on that. And sometimes if the journaling thing isn't your thing, I want you to call someone. I want you to call your friend, a family member, or get a counselor or get a life coach. You know, that's something that Libby and I, like we work a lot with people to help them on their journey. And so I think that that's another piece and that's very important for people to focus on and take care of themselves. So those are a lot of the questions that I get asked a lot. And then the last one is how do you deal with body image issues? Um, my story started and I, it's, it's probably, it's, it's always going to be emotional for me. My, my story really started because I lacked confidence in who I was and my body. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect now. (laughs) I think everybody still has the things that they pick at the most, but when I'm doing that, I literally look at whatever is bothering me on my body and I, I literally touch it. Like if it's my leg, I'm like, I, I, leg, you have walked, you have hiked, you have ran marathons, you have carried me through a lot of emotions. And I think that that's so important for us to start to love on our bodies and remind ourselves what our bodies can do. Because the thing that is, is Photoshop is real. It's a thing. People use it. Um, there's a lot of Hollywood stars out there that probably use it more than, you know, the average person. And so again, you have to remind yourself, like, those are the photos that you're seeing. But at the end of the day, it's not about them. It's not about them. That should be your body image. We always blame society always, but we don't start internally and blame ourselves. It is up to me every day. If I want to look a specific way, or if I want to love my body, And guess what, guys? I want to love my body because loving myself is leading to more confidence. Loving myself means that I can give love to other people. And loving myself means that I am, things roll off my shoulders a little bit easier than what they did in the past because I'm way more content in who I am. And I'm not going to say this is, oh, this happened overnight. Nope, this did not happen overnight. This is a lot of time and a lot of effort that has come into Um, this whole journey for me with body image. So if you are struggling right now, what I want you to do is I want you to buy a window cling or buy markers that you can put on mirrors. And I want you to write down three affirmations. And I just want you to put them on your window. And people people literally think I'm crazy because this is literally the activity that I tell anybody to start with. But it's that simple. It's three affirmations that you want for yourself and your body. And maybe that's Maybe that's not, I am, I am brave. I'm strong. I'm confident. Maybe that's, I love my legs. I love my arms. I love my stomach. I have no idea. Again, this is, this is for you. This is not for me. Um, but I have my own things that I'm like focusing on and still learning to love myself about. And so just remind yourself that the journey is never over. And I'm sorry to say that that is again, another harsh reality of this podcast, but I hope that it takes away from you to know that there is progress that can be made. 
And lastly, what I want to leave everybody with as well, this was kind of one of those podcasts where I just answered a lot of questions that people have asked me over the years. The last one is, is I just want people to know that you have to start somewhere. People all the time get into your head or our heads of, well, I don't know, like, how can I do this? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So downright straight two years ago, uh, finances, and I've talked about this a lot, finances I was not confident in, and I was not confident in specific things when it came to running a nonprofit. But every day I had to become uncomfortable to become comfortable. Every day I had to choose, if this is really what I want for my life, there are going to be skills that I'm going to have to learn and I'm going to have to learn to be confident in. So I have to start somewhere. And boy, have I done that. I'm not going to say I'm perfect by any means, but there are a few skills that I literally thought I would never, ever get. But I had to start small and grow over time. So it's been about two years since I've been working on two specific skills And I see a tremendous change in who I am as a person, but I had to put a lot of time and effort in there. And the reason why I say you have to start is because what I don't want you to do is in five years, look back at your life and be like, well, I spent four hours a day comparing myself or four hours a day in my head or four hours a day staring at myself in the mirror or four hours a day, not learning a new skill because I was too scared. All of those pieces have to do with confidence and all of it is around self-confidence and in yourself. So if I can give anybody a harsh reality is like, I, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't know where to start or I, I, I know what I need to do, but I'm scared to start because the thing is, is at the end of the day, guess what? No one wants to start. Everybody's scared. Even me. I'm so scared sometimes. But the thing is, is when you look back, you are so grateful that you just picked up what? That 10 pound weight, that five pound weight, that three pound weight. You're happy that you just walked and ran a mile, even if it took you 20, 20 minutes. Those are the things that you're going to look back and be so grateful that you even started because then when you have progress, you're going to be able to compare it like, oh yeah, I remember I didn't even want to get off the couch and now I'm going to coffee shops every day to chat with people. So I want you to have that, that opportunity for yourselves to really shine. So we talked about a lot of different questions that I get asked, and I hope these were helpful for you to have some reality for yourself of what you deserve and who you are as a person. So thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast. I know it's been a few weeks since I've been here, so it's so great to be back and so great to be chatting with all of you guys about the importance of confidence and so many things that so many individuals are going through. So if any of that resonated with you, please know that you aren't alone. Many of us are still struggling to find ourselves and to become the best versions of ourselves. So as I always say, please continue to spread love and kindness to everybody that you meet and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you receive many tools, resources, and ways to reflect on your self-love and confidence journey. I want you to be more brave, have more resiliency, be stronger, and ultimately thrive along this journey. And we want to be part of that for you. Remember, this is a community that wants to wrap their arms around you for you to feel supported and to gain confidence in so many areas of your life. So please reach out to me at info at selfloveview.com to share more about yourself, your story, comment on the podcast, or if you need any other information or advice from me. And thank you again for listening and let's continue to grow to be the best versions of ourselves. Thank you.